Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on uh, where exactly you are listening to the show. I'm just glad that you have tuned into the Cannabis 101 podcast. This is episode number 14. Uh, we are going strong and trying to uh, build more education and entertainment when it comes to cannabis. Uh, remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy uh, with the plant that is a cannabis. And we're going to have some uh, fun today with the show. Uh, really, really excited about today's show. But uh, as we do, we have to start things off uh, the right way. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Well, I don't have a pipe, but I do have the uh, hexagon from Burnt. And uh, I'm going to... Uh, Go with a little ocean view uh, from LBS. That's a Leafs by Snoop. So I want to know what's your groove? Uh, what are you grooving with today? What strain are you going with uh, when it comes to uh, listening to this podcast? So I'm going to have a little bit of a LBS ocean view. I'll get back to you in a second. L-I-V-I-N. Very good. Very tasty. Uh, I like it a lot. All right, let's get on uh, with the program, uh, shall we? This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, and uh, we start things up. Well, actually, I'll just tell you who's on the show, first of all. The Rosin Bros, uh, Chevy and Justin, uh, local mobile rosin pressers here in Edmonton. And uh, the, it was awesome. They showed us how it was done. We're going to put a video up on our Twitter account so you can check it out. And we have a really fun conversation with those guys uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show and also of course what's that strain we're doing number 402 blueberry kush from haven street uh, with chris ianson of the off-white nova cannabis location and that is uh it is i had one of the best sleeps last night after uh having a little bit of this before bed so i uh, highly recommend that if you need a, a great sleep it worked for me this week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from OkanagaZ.com slash OZ. More can trust trouble. Uh, weed and elections in the United States. And we'll talk about some growing opportunities in Quebec and a ban reversal on uh, CBD. So that is really, really uh, good news. And of course, the Cannabis Character Cup is continuing uh, on uh, the website or the uh, Twitter account at the Cannabis 101. And uh, there's a couple of hours as I'm recording this uh, for today's matchup. Uh, Thorogood, which is uh, Sir Smokes a lot from Half Bake, taking on uh, Wyatt from Easy Rider, uh, played by the late uh, uh, Peter Fonda. And of course, uh, Thorogood is Dave Chappelle. Uh, Thorogood has a wide margin uh, in this uh, victory 74% to 26% is how it's going right now for uh, Thurgood. So every day we put a new poll question on the Cannabis 101 as we try to decide who is the greatest cannabis character. You can check it out on our website at, or www, rather, 
www.cannabis101podcast.ca. Go to the contest section, and there you can actually make your prediction, and you can find out the bracket for the Cannabis Character Cup. So Thurgood with a large lead over Wyatt uh, from Easy Rider. So that's the Cannabis Character Cup. And uh, we are doing our 420 follower contest as well. Uh, once we reach 420, everybody that is following us will be entered into a Cannabis 101 prize pack and we've been stockpiling some pretty awesome stuff so uh, that's something that you will want to uh, be paying attention to make sure you're following us at the cannabis 101 tell your friends and they could also be eligible for a contest all right our cannabis question is how we get things going on the show and uh, for today i'm asking what is the best way to end the stigma when it comes to cannabis what things do you do? Uh, for me, it's normalizing it, making it normal, continuing to spread the positives of the plant, as well as making it as comfortable as possible uh, for newcomers. Uh, you do not want people coming in and um, you know being overwhelmed. Uh, so you don't want to throw a lot at them, and, and you want to make it as understandable as possible. So th that's the way I look at it. Uh, Lee uh, says you're bang on. Normalize it, talk about it, show those still against it that we're not bad folk. And uh, that's a great way, in my opinion, to uh, get the word out there. Uh, by the way, uh, God of Grind is uh, Lee's uh, Twitter handle, and he's been uh, chronicling his uh, uh, cooking, baking, uh, efforts i guess you would call it this week uh pope's nose says grow it on the legislature grounds allow it to be openly grown in your front yard and everywhere well yeah i think uh you know growing it in public is one of the uh, best ways i think uh, that we could uh, get rid of any kind of a stigma and um this is from uh bleed bleeds oiler blue on uh twitter and uh, their response is explaining the health benefits and how it helps with pain and sleeping for myself, especially the edible, since I prefer not to smoke it. And that is a, a really great point because, listen, I unfortunately smoked cigarettes when I was uh, younger. So smoking a joint or using a bong or, you know, smoking anything isn't that a big of a deal to me. But I can imagine if you've never smoked a joint it uh, or if you never smoked cigarettes, it would be disgusting, the thought of uh, doing that. So uh, I can understand that. Edibles you can make at, at home, as lots of people do, and uh, they will be available in stores likely in December. All right, so that's the cannabis question. What is the best way to help end the stigma of cannabis? If you want to uh, jump in after listening or during uh, listening to the podcast, hit me up on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 On Instagram, you can find us at the Cannabis 101 podcast Same thing on Facebook, at the Cannabis, or at Cannabis 101 podcast And you can email us, Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, Cannabis101podcast.ca. As for what goes well with, and that's anything that pairs well with cannabis. And uh, for me, that's concerts. I went to Iron Maiden on Friday night, and Rio Bravo plus being five rows for Iron Maiden and Bruce Dickinson equals awesomeness or sawsomeness, as uh, my uh, friend's daughter used to say when she was very, very young. 
it was amazing. Uh, me and my buddy uh, had a J on the way into the concert. Uh, he thought it was, you know, one of the best trains ever, which it is. It's Wabanaki is the uh, the actual name that comes from, and, and I had uh, the uh, old Edison Rio Bravo, and man, it was delicious. And it makes, it just enhances the concert. Uh, make sure you're wearing earplugs if you're going to Iron Maiden, but I've never been that close to a stage. It really enhanced the show. It was a good uh, clear-headed sativa that uh, you know wasn't gonna bring me down at all through the concert, and it didn't. So for me, what goes well with is uh, concerts pair well with cannabis. And uh, no matter what you're going to, I'm going to Elton John uh, later on at the end of this month, and uh, I am definitely gonna be looking at a uh, Elton John specific strain. <laughs> podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond this is going to be a uh, fun interview uh, met uh, these gentlemen at a uh, meet and green uh, a little while ago at the uh, pint of uh, White Avenue uh, joined in studio by the Rosin Bros uh, Justin and Chevy fellas thanks very much for coming into uh, the studio here in St. Albert thanks for having us yeah it's but, totally awesome that you could have us out here and press some rosin for you and smoke some doobies yeah we just did that we just pressed uh, some uh, cannabis that uh, myself and uh, Chris Ionson uh, of course of uh, what's that strain that's coming up a little bit later on in the program uh, with uh, Chris but uh, I did uh, seven grams of Rio Bravo, and Chris, Chris did seven grams of his homegrown uh, Kush, um, and it was awesome. I, it was a really fun process. Uh, before we get into the process, do you enjoy, how much do you enjoy introducing new people to this process, Chevy? Is, is that, uh, uh, you know, part of the fun of the job? It's totally awesome. The other night we were at this uh, Grow Night Informational, and we had uh, the press there, there were 16 people and I've never pressed in front of that many people at one time watching me. And it was just <laughs> like, you know, you feel nervous. And I was talking to everybody after like, well, if you feel nervous, you know, you're trying to be professional about it. You know, you're trying you're doing something right. Good point. And it was awesome. And people come up and they're like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that before. And you're like, thank you. Yeah, that, that, the, the, you know, the reaction, Justin, that Chris and I had tonight, uh, you know, we I, I thought we were pretty impressed. I was certainly uh, impressed and I know uh, Chris was excited about this. Uh, that's a that's a kind of like a nice bonus to what you guys do. Yeah, it, it is, and especially if you've never tried rosin before and it's your first time. It's it's it's. I like watching them try it because they once they taste it and they actually get the taste of of, of their of their rosin. It's uh, it it is good. It's, yeah, I I can't wait to. I'm not trying to rush you guys, but I can't wait for this interview to end so I can yeah. uh, try it. I. I, I Take that as a compliment that I'm really looking forward to getting to the product. But let's start with this. Chevy, what is rosin? How, how would you explain uh, to somebody who's listening maybe as very new to cannabis or somebody like me who has been uh, used cannabis uh, for many, many years but has never tried rosin? What is rosin? Rosin is a cannabis extract that is used, we uh, extract by just using heat and pressure. We pick temperatures that you would choose, like buttery temperatures at 180 or higher temperatures at 200, 210. And you put it in a micron bag to keep the particulates out and you just squish it. 
And it comes out pretty much if people were to not know what it looked like, honey. Yeah, honey, that's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, it's a really good, if it's a really good color, it comes out like honey and drips. Yeah, it does drip. And uh, we have, uh, we are, we did take some video, so I'm planning on putting together a, uh, a video that we'll post on uh, social media at the Cannabis 101. Um, how did you guys, Justin, get into this? How did uh, the Rosin Bros come to be? Uh, you guys are mobile and you, you brought your press out here, so you do go to the customer. So how did you guys come up with, hey, Let's uh, let's build and get together and create this mobile press company. Well, I do a lot of Google searching. <laughs> uh, so there's just one day I was just looking down in Den Denver and all the states that are all legal and seeing what they were all doing and popped into the Rosentech actually website and started looking at their uh, products and started watching videos, got really interested into it and it just came, just a light bulb was like, hey, other people should want to do this because I was, I was making shatter and it, uh, I know the dangers of it. So I was like, Hey, if I'm going to buy this, it's safer. And, uh, why not let everybody else have a little safety? So let's maybe explain that, uh, shatter is different than rosin. How? Uh, solvents it's shatters used with solvents. Okay. Rosin is just pressure and heat as we saw tonight and uh yeah you just press it out so rosin's as clean as the flower so it's it's all on the grower right um if, if it's not improper flushed flower yeah it's you're not going to get good rosin because you're still going to get that uh nutrients right mm -hmm. so chevy it's basically uh when you, you could almost compare it to wine it's only as good as the grape grown it's pretty good much as the product that you have what are the benefits in your mind when you look at rosin as compared to a lot of the other uh, ways to consume cannabis i like it because it's quick and easy i got a portable dab rig so take it with me it's doesn't smell as bad as smoking a joint somewhere uh -huh. so if you're out in public it's less stinky but the potency is also quite up there too like it ranges up to 70 percent thc because it's such high potency concentrate so is this the uh the the most effective way to get the most out of your thc is that how you would kind of describe it wouldn't go far as saying that it's uh the most effective it's because you got co2 and everything which is I'm, one of the mo more effective yeah, it is up it, there, it, right? it, it is up there and it's all personal choice really it like, is 100 for, for everybody one might not be for the other but this is sounds like and and we saw the i saw the process tonight uh, i'm gonna uh, taste test it after but it sounds like it's uh, a safe and effective way to consume your cannabis oh totally oh it is yes and if I've you get the certain strains, like my favorite strain, Justin knows, is mimosa. Okay. It tastes like fruit punch when you smoke the flower, and the the flavors carry on into the rosin, and it's amazing. And so, that's yeah, that's that's one of the things that we talked about uh, is different temperatures uh, beget different results. So uh, lower temperature seems to uh, keep more of the flavor. Justin, is that the kind of the the guideline? Yeah, you, well, you're preserving more of the trichomes. Right. Um, yeah, and it's, you get more of the flavor of the, the, the cannabis in the plant, right? Um, terpenes. Mm -hmm. Terpenes. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that, that entourage effect is so important. I, you know, I find Chris and I often talk on what's that strain. 
uh, about uh, you know different strains that punch above their weight. Uh, you know they might not be the highest THC, but that entourage effect is so important. And you know it's uh, I see lots of people all the time walk in or uh, ask about the highest THC out there, and sometimes that's not going to have the biggest effect on you, right? That entourage effect, that flavor. Um, you know, oh, totally. Bring it's in all the part most of the process of too, right? You want lots of flavor, so. If it's lower THC and it smells good and tastes good and that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. it could, it helps totally. Yeah, I, I just think uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing. The uh, the thing I'm learning about uh, with since legalization and, and starting this podcast is there's just so many more things than rolling a joint. Not that that's, you know, it's still great to roll a joint, but you know that's what I did. I would buy fifty dollars worth of cannabis, roll a joint, and smoke it, and now. Uh, you know, this whole new world is open up. Uh, is this just, you know, legalization and, and, you know, realizing that these things are allowed now? Because that's the one thing we should point out. This is totally legal. And, you know, you grow your own or you buy your own and, and you press it. Um, do you just find that this is, uh, since legalization, brought a whole lot of people out of the woodwork to try it? 100%. I remember before legalization, it would be more like, uh, you smoke? Yeah, you don't want to be like that. But now it's like, you smoke? Okay, cool. Here's my card. Or, hey, do you smoke? It's not as taboo as it used to be, and it's more accepted, 100%. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot more people, too. Like, I've never never seen concentrates before. Come on out. We're like, sweet. Let's let's show you how it's done. Let's educate you on it. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the, the great point, educate. Uh, that's the, the, the two things I want to do on this show is educate and entertain and mm. try to put uh, you know, a balance of, of both because... Let's, let's face it, there's still a stigma out there when it comes to cannabis. Our question, our cannabis question on this show is, how do you try to get rid of that stigma? And for me, education, just making it seem normal. Uh, it, it is normal. It is now legal. It's, it is uh, no different than cracking a beer, pouring a glass of wine, or relaxing with uh, whatever else you do. And um, do you find that uh, people are more... Um, now that, of course, legalization has happened, people are more excited about trying this, like maybe for the first time, Justin? Yeah, like uh, I went to one guy's house there on Friday and they were stoked. It was a husband wife and they were they were so happy. They always smoked chatter and then they just saw our ad and they were, hey, they tried it and their eyes lit up. It was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. cool. And that, and that for you guys, that's, uh, as we mentioned, uh, you know, such a bonus uh, to what you do now now we should point out um if people want to get a hold of you uh give us your instagram account because that's where you guys do a lot of communicating and and people can find you what's the instagram totally account? our instagram is at uh, rosin dot bros and uh we we get lots of our clients off there and we have lots of content on there we try and stay busy on the content to keep up to date mm-hmm. yeah if you if you want to know exactly what it is check out that uh, instagram account and that's where people can get a hold of you. So the process is kind of what you did tonight, track you down. Pretty much. Uh, you know, come on out and press. You guys bring the machine out. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we, you contact us, set up appointment, whatever time is best for you. We try and make it. Right. We got kids, and we also got full-time jobs, sure. too. So we are we try and make it work for everybody. So a kind of a night's weekend business now, but it is growing. Is is kind of the goal for this to be your main business at some point? Yeah, basically, Um Either Rosin Bros goes full tilt where we're both able to keep a good income or we get picked up by a bigger company and we still do Rosin Bros, but we just keep pressing for other people and ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's such a, a, and you know what, this is 
uh, for I had never known uh, anything about dabbing uh, before, uh, you know, recently, and I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I was really excited after meeting you guys at uh, at Meet and Green. Um, how how busy are you? Is it uh, is it a thing where you guys are like running, uh, you know, three four days a week doing this, or what's it like? For sure, like we we're busy probably three four five times a week, one hundred percent. On the weekends, we're more so busy because everybody's like, okay, we got time. So it's, it's awesome. And the best part is you go to people's houses and they're growing. So, you know, they put the like love and effort into the plants that you're pressing, you know? So they, they a lot of time has went into the product. So, you know, you want to put your time and professionalism into pressing for them, which is awesome. I think that's uh, one, one cool thing uh, that I've, um, I guess, uncovered when it comes to cannabis is that people do take so much pride. It's, it's a process to grow. And, you know, you would hate to lose out on such a good product because you took a shortcut or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, the two things about cannabis, I find, A, everybody's friendly because we're all pulling on the same hemp rope to get cannabis to where it needs to be. And everybody takes a lot of pride in their work because it's such a new industry that if you don't, that reflects on people that already think cannabis is devil's lettuce and they're just looking for an excuse. So it's almost like in the cannabis industry, we have to work harder than anybody else in the other industries because we have to get it to a certain level. Do you see that? Yeah, the community is pretty awesome, and we're working really hard on ending the stigma. That's why we're having that grow night um, on Mondays to even bring up people who don't know anything about it. You'll get the, the well, I don't want to say what kind of people, but you'll get them showing up, and you can educate them on, look, this is it's not going to spread to your yard by a seed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't do that, and just educate everybody as much as you can. And... That's what the community's for, and it's spreading the knowledge because there's a lot of growers that have been doing it for so long, and they're not afraid to share anything. It's such an open community. Yeah, it, it's so friendly, isn't it? Like, everybody wants it to get to that level where then you can start being really competitive. But right now, I'm not, I don't want to say that, you know, uh, Nova Cannabis is out there pumping fire and flowers tires all the time, but... They're not cutthroat like I see in maybe some other industries that are obviously more mainstream. Um, do, how have you found uh, from the first day of legalization to now, um, do you think it is getting better or do you think people need to be more open-minded a, a lot more? Or do you think we're getting there? I think we're getting there. Uh, there is a lot more people that are open-minded. We're, we've, we've met people that never smoked weed until it was legalized Mm -hmm. there was one guy he's doing hydroponics he just as soon as before it got legalized he just did a whole bunch of research and then now he just sets up hydroponic equipment and yeah like that's the great thing about uh, and, and i think season two you know when edibles uh become you know available in stores whether it's drinks or distillates or whatever it is that is going to bring so much more people on board as well. Uh, don't don't you think that there's just going to be another wave of people that didn't smoke or don't smoke, so they just want to eat it or drink it or consume it in a different way? Oh, totally. There's a lot of people that just don't want to smoke for the health health effects right. on them. So, you know, try a five little milligram gummy and chill out for the night or eat 200 milligrams and really chill out. Yeah. So, you know, you, you pick and choose or you can make them at home like we do. You keep your rosin chips when we're done with your appointment and decarb them and make some potent edibles, which is highly recommended. Okay, so let's explain that process a little bit. So uh, the the bag uh, that you put the uh, cannabis in and it gets pressed. Yep. After it's done, keep that, 
decarb it. Yeah, decarb it with the, your buds when you're decarbing to make edibles or right. whatever, and then you put them in with your butter. If you have a magical butter machine, you cut the bag because you don't want it cutting and putting the fibers everywhere, but then you can put the bag in. Or, well, if you're going to make it the stovetop or the uh, pressure cooker way, mm-hmm. you just throw the bag in and the, the butter will absorb the oils. It's awesome. So reusing almost your, uh, your, your cannabis, right? Instead of just thinking, oh, this doesn't have anything uh, yeah. of value anymore. You're, you're getting, you know, a little bit more bang for your buck, Justin. Yeah. Uh, we've even heard some people say before they, if, if they use the butter machine, they cut the weed out, put it in the machine and then the bag, take the bag and stick it in tea. And make oh. the tea because they're still rosin on on the bag, right? Good so idea. just take totally. the bag, take the bag, throw it, and it'll absorb it in the tea. It'll absorb it in the tea. See, this plant is so wonderful, man. It gives, it has so many great properties from, uh, you know, get, getting giving us this great feeling to uh, so many of the health benefits. And I don't know about you guys, but I think one of the greatest things about legalization is the amount of research that is now being done on this plant, and um, you know, in whether it takes five years or 10 years, uh, those closed-minded people might be open-minded once they actually see the scientific research. Let's say there are people that what they don't know, they fear, and, and that's human nature. When you give them that information, maybe they're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready now, right? Everybody has to be ready at their own moment. It's nice that these legal stores, that these containers do have THC percentages and CBD percentages, because some people do not want any THC. It makes True. them feel just paranoid. And, you know, and smoking CBD does affect people personally because the girlfriend, she can't smoke THC, but she smokes CBD and she just chills right out for Mm -hmm. her anxiety. So it actually works like and that that helps for those kind of people who don't want any THC because you can't get that anywhere else unless you grow it yourself. And then, you know, it's CBD or THC. Yeah, I have a a, a guest that I was on my show last week, Rob Shrimp, former uh, Oiler draft pick that uh, is now um, uh, um, advocate with uh, VEDA, uh, a group and VEDA Sport. And he talks about uh, even when he gets uh, a little bit anxious, he has a, a CBD vape uh, that mm-hmm. he uses and, uh, you know, gives them kind of that that effect. And, uh, you know, I, I, I use cannabis for my, uh, my anxiety and my depression. And, you know, people that say you shouldn't use cannabis because it causes anxiety. Well, there are some strains that do bring on a little bit more anxiety. But there's a ton that don't. There's a ton that actually help me with my anxiety. So... Um, it's just opening the minds and, and doing it properly. Like nobody wants to get yelled at that you need to do cannabis and this, that, and the everything, but provide the information, don't hit them over the head and let people come when they're ready. We are one of the, the, you know, the leading countries to, to do this countrywide. There's obviously been different States that have done it. Do you think our country has done a good job of, uh, legalization? Do you, do you think we are uh, doing it well enough? I personally believe that we are doing everything right. Like how many countries can fully legalize something all at once and say, here we go. Mm-hmm. I just traveled on a plane with 30 grams on my carry on. like Within that. Canada. And I would have been arrested two years ago doing that in Canada. So I felt pretty cool. Yeah. I made sure to tag America in that tag because, you know, freedom is in Canada. Justin, I think that uh, there's been a lot of things that people are upset about as far as... Um, what you can and can't do. Uh, but I think they're just doing it nice and slow. So we, they make sure they get it right. Instead of, you know, you know, you have kids, right? You, you give your kid a toy and then you take it away. They're not very happy. So if, if they just said, do whatever you want with cannabis and then started saying, no, you can't do this now. I think people would have been more upset than the way Canada has done it. Yeah. You just, you just can't say here, 
take this and do whatever you want with it. It, uh, they did it, they did it properly. I think, um, just winding everything out, making sure flour, every K everything's working mm -hmm. good with the flour. Let's bring in the edibles, concentrates. Um, yeah. And it's the packaging. I don't know. I think they could do a little yeah, better they, on the yeah. packaging. <laughs> it's excessive. It is. And it, you know what? At least it's uh, like, it was worse in October when they first started. So they have dialed it back and they started putting, some companies have started putting uh, humidor packs in them. And mm -hmm. uh, because you know what? They were, you know, the, the shortage of supply was obviously a big problem. So you knew there were going to be speed bumps. And, um, you know, I'm confident that they'll get through it. And, uh, you know, I, I when I talked with uh, Ann McClellan, who was the, the chair of the task force that uh, made recommendations for legalizing, I said, you know, you guys are basically treating cannabis like cigarettes instead of alcohol, which it uh, should be uh, because it's healthier. And she said, we did, we did that. We, and, and alcohol should be like that too. And I said, it should be, if you're going to make one, they all should be, you, there's no way you should be able to walk down and see uh, strawberry Bailey's or whatever. That looks like a milkshake that kid is going to want to drink. Uh, I understand you want to block out the cannabis and the cigarettes. Let's do it with alcohol. Let's be consistent at the very least. That's the way I feel about it. Um, but I, it should be treated like alcohol instead of cigarettes. It's being treated it's it's perpetuating the stigma i think i never thought of it as the way you just said it so that was pretty pretty good yeah i just think we, we need to normalize this as much as possible right totally 100 percent. well i have a seven-year-old at home and i have a 14 year old and the stigma between both of them is different my 14 year old thinks dad you you smoke marijuana you're you're bad that's right i, I don't drink alcohol so that's how i unwind my seven-year-old's like dad your cannabis plants are really nice yeah like they're beautiful and it's totally different from that's amazing eh? yeah and youtube's doing a really good job educating kids true on their ads you see that and he's like dad that's cannabis i'm like yeah you call it cannabis because i never really did so you're learning it from someone else well listen i think if you explain it to your kids what it is in a in a rational smart way like i have a, a really good friend that says to his son uh, you know, this is cannabis. I'm vaping. When you are of a proper age, you can make the decision to do this, but it's no different than that glass of wine over there on the table and explaining it to them what that is so that you're exactly right. They're, they're, the best thing is there's a generation out there that is not going to grow up with that stigma. They're just going to think it's great. And, and maybe they'll take it in some form of CBD, like a, a, a supplement or a vitamin growing exactly. up. So yep. it, it's a great point about the, the generation gap. And I think 14 is kind of the cutoff because I've got another buddy who has a 14 year old who kind of is iffy on whether it's good or not. So I think it's a, it's a great point. Um, let's wrap up and just get some final thoughts of, uh, you know, uh, what it's been like uh, dealing with uh, this business for you guys. When did you guys start Rosin Bros? Well, we bought our presses in uh, just before January. We bought them on Black Friday. Oh, actually. good deal. And then they were stuck in LA port for three months. So we uh, set a Kijiji ad nice. out. We said, hey, does anybody want some rosin pressed? And we got like 15 hits. So we we're like, well, we better buy these presses. So we bought the presses and everybody's like, hey, when are you gonna come press our rosin? We're like, ah, our presses aren't here yet actually. So, you know, once we got that up and the Instagram running, the Instagram has been hitting off mm -hmm. and the word of mouth on Instagram and everybody's been pretty cool tagging us and on everything. It's, it's awesome. The community is just wicked. Yeah. Meeting a lot of new people too, through this, right? Of all oh, walks of life. We met uh, people down from the States, Colorado. They want us to come down Denver and uh, check them out. You know what I mean? Hang out. Shout out, shout out to uh, boss bro diamonds. 
Yeah, shout out. <laughs> All right, once again, how do people get in touch with you on Instagram? Our uh, Instagram tag is at R-O-S-I-N dot bros. And yeah, we're pretty active on there, so it's it's pretty awesome. And so they can uh, message you and uh, set up and uh, find out. Uh, the pricing is really reasonable, so... Uh, they can get all that information from you guys on Insta. Yeah, we also are in uh, Hydrolite South and North. They have some cards and pamphlets up there. And in Shellshock, they let us put some cards up. Nice. And also Hemptations. Hemptations. It's been pretty good. We go in there and we, we meet the managers and we give them a little, say, hey, we'll come over and press for you. And mm -hmm. let's see. And then you can tell customers what we actually do, you know, kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Um, and, and as mentioned, I uh, want to get this interview uh, over with so we can get to the product. But it's been great learning about this new, different, well, I don't know if I would say new, but new to me, different way of consuming cannabis. Can't wait to try it out. Uh, check out rosin.bros on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram. And if you want to come check us out at the Orange Hall on Mondays, there's going to be a cool informational learn how to grow um, on Mondays. We're going to do YouTube and we'll be pressing there Monday nights also. So, so that's at the orange hall in Edmonton. Yeah. All right. There you go. Meet the famous rosin bros at Shoot. the uh, orange hall guys. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, now let's get uh, to some tasting. Let's go dab. Perfect. Thank you. What's happening. We'll tell you right now on this week in cannabis news. Time for another episode of This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. You can sign up for their email newsletter and check out all the great stories when it comes to cannabis on their website. David, thanks very much for joining us. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Nice to talk to you again, Dean. Exactly. Um, it, it'd be nice if we finally had some good news about CanTrust. Unfortunately, that is just not the case. And man, you know, this is about the third or fourth time we have talked about this company when it comes to bad news, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Anyone looking for good news on CanTrust is looking for good news from the wrong company. They're uh, likely to be dropped now from Canada's uh, S&P TSX benchmark. That's what the Globe and Mail is reporting. Uh, CanTrust, I'm sure that we all remember them as the licensed producer that grew at least 5,000 kilograms of weed behind fake walls and then said, oops, we didn't know about it. Well, Health Canada has yet to decide whether or not they're going to pull their license or punish them in a different way. Now, pulling them from the TSX uh, index, it, it doesn't take them off the listing, so they're not delisted. They're still going to be traded, but the composite index includes about 240 public companies that are used to basically gauge the market. Uh, if you gauge the market by CanTrust, oh boy, the market would sure be looking bad because they've plummeted about 60% since early July when uh, when all the trouble began for them uh, with Health Canada. I, I mean, the word on the street seems to be that this is pretty much good riddance. Let's, uh, let's stop talking about CanTrust. Uh, unfortunately, there still are a large number of investors that are going to take a hit on this. It goes to show... You know, the, the green train doesn't always get you to profit station. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we when when investing in, uh, in cannabis stocks, uh, you know, I think the same due diligence needs to be put into uh, investing in any other company uh, or any other sector. That's for sure. Uh, so good news that is coming out of this because we always look for a silver lining wherever we can. 
the TSX listed cannabis company Charlotte's Web is a consideration. Um, they they deal in uh, cannabis oil and have actually improved quite a lot of lives through their product. Um, the only catch there is that there's still some question as to whether or not they're going to be considered a truly Canadian business as their operations are almost entirely out of the United States and their HQ is in Boulder, Colorado. And being a uh, TSX Canadian benchmark, they do like to uh, to keep it to domestic companies. Well, it's interesting. There's just uh, you know no investor confidence when it comes to uh, CanTrust anymore. But uh, I did read that uh, Afria is uh, interested in uh, in CanTrust and and the assets. So um, you know, but once this all goes down, people will be uh, you know picking between uh, the good parts uh, uh, left over of CanTrust. Yeah, you bet. Afri has really been making some interesting moves, and they're 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 certainly on the up and up. Uh, Bank of America has actually invested in uh, in uh, in Afri, if I'm not mistaken. So they're they're making some moves. Um, all right, let's move on to our uh, next story, and um, the the U.S. election colors. This is uh, right off uh, your website, OkanaganZ.com/slash. Oz, um, you know, red, white, mm-hmm. blue, and green entering the U.S. election. Oh, cannabis is a hot topic in the U.S. That's for sure. If you if you've been looking south across the border, you notice that there's quite a bit of a hazy patchwork across America. You know, some states people are incarcerated for selling weed, and others people are getting rich off of it. Uh, that's not fair. And that would change if it were to be legalized federally. Well, with the 2020 election on the horizon, nearly all Democratic candidates have pledged their support for federal legalization. And uh, even current President Donald Trump has uh, has been uh, you know, chiming in. And some speculate that he's going to make cannabis legalization actually one of his key issues in the coming weeks and months as a way to uh, to rally some support from places where he might not be getting it right now. And he was even actually asked recently at a press briefing whether cannabis would be federal legalized while he was in office. And he, uh, he he's playing coy. He reiterated that his administration is allowing states to set their own policies. Uh, so that, you know, the, the non-enforcement policy is basically seen as a, uh, as a hint that we could see Congress move that legislation that's pending to remove cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, meanwhile, the, the Democrats uh, are almost all out in favor particularly uh, a young candidate by the name of Andrew Yang, mm-hmm. who has pledged uh, his full legalization support. Uh, in fact, he's, he's calling the, the current laws, he said that they're stupid and that they're racist. And that's some of the strongest language that we've heard yet. Now, the, the three Democrat frontrunners are differing on cannabis reform. Bernie Sanders is a name that we're almost all familiar with. And he's been a very vocal proponent of weed. He said that if he were elected, he'd use a presidential executive order to, bang, legalize it overnight, basically. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, also an interesting person to watch. She supported cannabis legalization uh, at a media town hall. Um, but, you know, her website says that she's only looking to decriminalize. So we'll have to see that. And then, uh, you know, fingers crossed, if I can get a little political here, that uh, former Vice President Joe Biden doesn't get that Democratic nomination. He's actually been an enthusiastic supporter and key general in the war on drugs. So he a lot of the a lot of those very stiff penalties in the states for people who have nonviolent uh, uh, possession charges, uh, you know, it could be traced back to to him and uh, and his folks and her, his current policy proposals. Uh, well, on the lighter side, of course, of what he was doing before. 
they've still been pretty harshly criticized by cannabis insiders who think that it's just going to uproot the legal market that's uh, been able to grow in some of the states. Well, the interesting thing with uh, how they different, uh, Andrew Yang is actually selling or was at one point selling, um, you know, <laughs> marijuana apparel uh, with, uh, you know, mixed in with political slogan or, or campaign slogan, things like that, right? Man, I wanted to buy that hat so bad and it's sold out now. He only had a, it was just a limited edition and uh, it just said, uh, it said mass on the front. You, you know, Andrew's position is uh, is that mass marijuana plus mass equals profits, right? So he's uh, he's big on the numbers, and he wants he's really pushing that uh, that that revenue side of things. And well, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, listen, the American politicians only need to look north to find out how cannabis can affect an election. And the Republicans that are staunchly <laughs> against it, if they run against it like the conservatives did in Canada, I think they're going to lose. I think I think the American people want legalization, just like the Canadian people wanted legalization. And I think there were Canadians that voted liberal just for that reason. Oh, I bet. That was, that was a big turning point in the federal election here. And yeah, look how it turned out. You know, liberal majority, and they made good on their promise. Uh, it may it may not be perfect or exactly what we envisioned, but my goodness, it's here and uh, and you know we are we're every day it's it's changing for the better in some way or another. Yeah, and and not to get too political, they followed through on a promise which a lot of political parties haven't, which is why we still have a GST, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because political parties have said <laughs> we're going to do this, and they didn't, so they did with cannabis legalization, and it'll be interesting in the next election now that it is already legal. Uh, you know how things take place now. What Canada did is they have allowed each province uh, to dictate what the cannabis laws are uh, to a degree. And in Quebec, that meant people couldn't grow at home until now. That was a great transition, Dean. Well Thank, done. You. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, Quebecers now can grow La Belle cannabis in La Belle Provence. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry for butchering French there a little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Quebec Superior Court uh, has ruled that the provincial law prohibiting would-be Quebec homegrowers is actually unconstitutional. Uh, Justice Manon Lavoie, she said that the ban amounts to criminal legislation, which is actually under federal jurisdiction, not provincial jurisdiction. So if you're in Quebec and want to grow, you can now do so legally, up to four plants as per the federal legal legislation. Ooh, that was a tough word today. Mm-hmm. Um so there is there is still caution in the province that that ruling can still be appealed uh, or that the, the law could be rewritten to try and make the ban constitutional. Uh, but, you know, uh, the next the next step is uh, is in the Quebec politicians hands um, raises the question. I wonder if Manitoba maybe is next in line. They're not allowed to grow there. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. But but I do think they have delivery in Manitoba. Manitoba or Saskatchewan, one of them I was told has uh, delivery, but they're not there yet with uh, with growing at home. And uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the provincial government in Quebec, uh, they still want to make this tougher. They still want to raise the legal age of consumption from 18 to 21, uh, which is, uh, man, 21 in Canada when three years before that people are getting into bars seems ridiculous. Oh, uh, on top of that, I mean, you have to be, what, 18 to drink in Quebec, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yeah. So, 
there's a there's a bit of a difference there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm you know I've been wondering too is whether or not someone will get up in BC and challenge the the law that says that you can't have your plants um, visible to the public mm-hmm. because it it seems like there's a bit of a correlation there. And I believe in BC, you can only grow from a seed and not a clone, if uh, if I'm not mistaken as well. So uh, the, the laws are so different wherever you go. And, and it's really important to, if you are going to travel, you know, look online, look up the provincial regulations so you don't run into a situation. And, and especially if you're traveling across the border, David. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to be really careful. And, and unfortunately, a Canadian woman found that out for just traveling with CBD, which we all know has no THC in it, but the border is the border. Now, there is good news for this Canadian woman, though. Yeah, that's right. So she was initially given a, a lifetime ban from crossing the border. Uh, however, that ban's been reversed in what her lawyers call the best-case scenario. It, this this story is just a good reminder that because cannabis is legal in BC and in the neighboring Washington state doesn't mean you can travel across the border. Right. Um, so you know she, this it's an interesting story. She's 21 years old, uh, this lady, and she's an undergraduate student at the University of Guelph in Ontario. Uh, you know, like she's been using the non psychoactive uh, CBD in order to treat painful side effects of scoliosis. So you could almost see this as a, you know, a young, intelligent university student who's using CBD as medicine. And you think that you can bring your medicine across the border? Well, no, sorry. So she was initially fined 500 bucks for failing to declare the oil. They fingerprinted her uh, and then denied her into the U.S., told that if she would ever hope to regain entry, then uh, she'd have to pay another $585 to apply for a special waiver. And that that's a document that's required for all people who have been denied admission um interestingly this about face is surprised and befuddled observers uh you know they they don't know why the decision was made to reverse the ban did they decide that having cbd oil is not the same as, as thc and you know who who knows at this point in time that there's still information on the canada border services agency uh website that says that transporting cannabis across the border in any form um you know any cannabinoid that includes CBD without a permit or an exemption by Health Canada is uh, is still a crime, uh, even after legalization. So there's a lot of confusion. I, I feel like every week that we talk, you know, we're trying to wade through um, some form of confusion or another when it comes to to the different laws and the different provinces and the different countries. Um, yeah, I, I really do look forward to a day where where legalization is across the board and and we see cannabis for what it is. A, a good thing. Uh, here, here on that, especially when it's in the CBD form, which is non-psychoactive, uh, as you mentioned. But you know, even Lance Saunders, uh, the lawyer uh, who was involved in this case, uh, you know, said his uh, you know client is extremely happy, as you mentioned, the best case. A scenario, mm-hmm. but he's working on another case uh, with a man traveling from the U.S. to Tokyo who was detained several hours at the airport in Seattle because he also had uh, CBD. And he says, you know, like it's just, a, I, I think he called it a moving target. He just said the the regulations mm-hmm. or the guidelines, they're not clear cut enough. And that's that's hard for somebody that, uh, you know, is, is trying to cross the border and unsure what to do. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, like like you like to say, cannabis uh, doesn't just make you high, it makes you healthy. Mm-hmm. And to take away 
someone's right to to their medicine, I think that we can all agree is is not fair. Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, David, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, reminder to our listeners, you can check out uh, David's email newsletter at okanaganz.com and check out all the great stories at okanaganz.com slash OZ. Have a wonderful week, David, and we'll talk next Wednesday. You too. Always like this. Thanks, Dean. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. It's a blue. Be careful with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> All right, our cannabis character today on the uh, Cannabis 101 podcast is uh, from, uh, I I thought, some uh, pretty funny uh, movies when it came to uh, the her uh, talking. uh, We're going with John Bennett from Ted and uh, Ted 2, played by Mark Wahlberg. And uh, John and Ted have a pretty strange relationship. A lot of it revolves around weed. Uh, like in this uh, instance, when uh, Ted uh, gives John, and Ted, of course, is a teddy bear, uh, gives John something he got from his dealer. It has a terrible name, which I'm, I'm not going to repeat. It doesn't sound very mellow. Well, he only had three other batches. Uh, Gorilla Panic, uh, They're Coming, They're Coming, and something called This Is Permanent. Come on, spark it up. There you go. You got it. Get- <laughs> nice. Good, huh? Good job. Yeah. Take pride in that. <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty rough time there. Uh, that's for sure. Um, in Ted 2, uh, there's this great scene where uh, they stumble on some leaves and uh, John uh, soon discovers it's pretty legendary. You know what this is? A super lemon haze. It's a really rare strain. It's a cross between lemon skunk and super silver haze. It's totally potent. I mean, I've only had it once in my life, and it was one of the best highs I ever had. What the hell is a leaf for this stuff doing out in the middle of a... Yeah, and he sees it. They all see it. And uh, dramatic music plays as the camera pans out and reveals fields of ganja. God in heaven. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so there it is. That is uh, John Bennett as uh, or John Bennett played by Mark Wahlberg in Ted and Ted Two. Both movies are pretty funny. They're crude, so uh, be warned if you have not watched them before. Uh, but John Bennett, played by Mark Wahlberg in Ted and Ted Two, is our cannabis character today. And uh, by the way, he lost out to Carl Spackler in round two of the Cannabis Character Cup. So now John Bennett is just watching from the sidelines. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. (laughs) 
All right, Chris Ianson of uh, Nova Cannabis, the off-white location, uh, joins us as usual. Chris, thanks so much for uh, being a part of the uh, Cannabis 101 podcast as we continue on to episode 14. How are things today? Uh, things are really good, Dean. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. I'm uh, excited about what we're uh, talking about today. Um, this is uh, uh, something that uh, I, uh, I, I've i heard a lot about, some of these legendary strains, and uh, this is um, the lineage of this uh, strain that we're doing today is awesome. It's number 402 Blueberry Kush. Uh, from it's an indica from Haven Street, and we're going to tell you about what number 402 means in a little bit. But Blueberry Kush Indica from Haven Street, which is owned by Terrasend, and uh, they're a, a cross border company when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, they are. Uh, Terrasend was the first cannabis company to actually have operations in both US and Canada, uh, and underneath their umbrella, they've got uh, 13 different brands uh, within the medicinal and recreational cannabis markets uh, in North America. So they're a pretty cool company. Uh, they created Haven Street as their uh, their premium uh, recreational cannabis line. Um, pretty neat story. Uh, Haven Street was kind of inspired by the welcoming nature uh, of a neighborhood that invites exploration and encourages new experiences. That's what they're saying on their website. And I, I like that message. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really do like that. Uh, it's an an, uh, an inclusive environment, getting everybody involved. Uh, oddly enough, this is a premium brand that is rare in Alberta right now. So uh, when you do see it, you might want to grab it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like I when I was checking out uh, all the different strains, they have a lot of neat options. Uh, but I've only seen three uh, three different strains come through the Alberta side. I haven't seen their pre rolls at all. Um, so I think they're uh, a lot on the Ontario side. That's where the company's from. Um, but hopefully here in Alberta, we'll be seeing more of them. You can check their website out at uh, havenstreet.ca. So that's havenst.ca, uh, a very cool website. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff that they have going on. But uh, the history of this strain, number 402, Blueberry Kush, uh, comes from Blueberry and OG Kush and another true indica. Yeah, it is. Yeah, two uh, legendary indicas too. Um, neat, neat kind of side story about both those strains. Uh, so the blueberry, um, you know, was invented in the 1970s, uh, by legendary grower, DJ Short. Um, his, uh, he's referred to as the Willy Wonka of pot. These nicknames get better and better every episode, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's been, he's been growing cannabis for 40 years. Uh, wow. yeah, he's a legend. He's the inventor of 18 really cool, different strains, uh, yeah, uh, I saw some some interviews and some uh, public speaking that he did, and uh, I'm going to add him to my, my cannabis characters that I'd like to meet and smoke one with. Yeah, no kidding. The bucket list of cannabis characters. Uh, you, you mentioned it. He's been busy since the 70s in Oregon, uh, the 18 strains, and um, Blueberry is a three-way cross, which is that is that rare in the uh, cannabis world? Uh, yeah, it can be. I mean, with, with lineage too, sometimes it'll just break True. down into there can be six or seven uh, parents uh, within within uh, you know one strain of cannabis. Uh, so the three-way cross that we have for blueberry is Afghani, crossed with Thai, crossed with purple Thai. All right, so doubling down on the Thai, I like that. Um, OG Kush is a uh, hard-hitting indica, and uh, this is also, uh, OG Kush has been a, a jumping-off point for a lot of legendary strains, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. OG Kush uh, has played a factor in a lot of legendary strains out there. Um, 
And then with the OG, do you know what the uh, OG stands for, Dean? I do not. I'm going to guess uh, Original Gangster or something like that. Yeah. That would, uh, that's a good guess. Uh, it actually stands for Ocean Grown. Uh, so really? it has to, has to do with uh, where, where Kush, the OG Kush uh, came from, California. Yeah, so uh, super neat uh, with that. Um, that's, um, that's amazing that I think a lot of people uh, would say that uh, OG stood for, ori- or thought OG stood for original gangster. I love that Ocean Grown, uh, you know, talks about where this came from, right? Yeah, yeah. It's roots, man, from the roots, you know. Uh, that yeah. is uh, that is awesome. Uh, I like hearing those kind of stories. All right, uh, the batch I picked up, uh, 16.65 THC. Where would you put that on the scale? Uh, to me, that's uh, like medium to high high range THC. Um, yeah, definitely can, and Blueberry Kush can definitely come in higher, um, but this batch here is still going to do the trick real nicely. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be... Uh, a really experienced cannabis user to get into this? No, no, I don't think so. I think um, intermediates, like uh, definitely I wouldn't start off with Blueberry Kush, um, but um, yeah, it's just, it, it's going to provide some real nice heavy body effects that like, you know, even a, a beginner user can kind of just enjoy and just hit the couch, melt a bit. You're not going to trip too hard or, uh, you know, freak out. Um yeah, it's pretty relaxing. Yeah, so you get home and uh, you have a little uh, number 402 Blueberry cushion. Peace and love, peace and love. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's in a name? I love uh, the backstories behind the different names. This one is pretty self-explanatory. It's uh, <laughs> number 402 Blueberry Kush. So we know uh, it comes from Blueberry and OG Kush, but the number 402 means something. Tell us a little bit about how... Haven Street works the number system. Yeah, so uh, Haven Street has a, a five-block system. Um, they've got the 100s, the 200s, the 300s, the 400s, and the 500s. Uh, and they're all different kind of categories. So within the 100s, uh, that category is called Peace. And it's a high CBD, low THC. Uh, the 200s are reset, and that's uh, a balanced uh, THC to CBD, but uh, more sedating, so uh, indica-dominant. Um the 300s are focus, and that's another balanced, uh, but that's more stimulating. So those would be sativa dominant strains. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 400s are drift, and that's high THC, low CBD, uh, all more on the sedating side. And, and that's what we've got here. So we've got the 402 Blueberry Kush. Um, and then the 500s are, are rise, and that's high THC, low CBD, stimulating. So that would be sativas. And you can find a lot of this information on their website. And they have some pretty neat wording on their website, you, you you had some earlier, but uh, they've got some cool phrases out there that just seem to just seem to go well with cannabis consumption. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I I enjoyed checking their website out. It was pretty uh, pretty neat and uh, real flashy. It was you know uh, very sexy website. It looked looked great. Uh, and all, another thing that uh, uh, they mentioned about their their five block system is uh, each block on Haven Street is a new experience to discover. And every address delivers a new variation. Mm-hmm. There we go. Another uh, great uh, worded website. All right, the look. Um, it comes in uh, kind of a standard uh, uh, tub uh, that can be uh, recycled, obviously. Um, and I think it's great that all the stores have the uh, recycling bins out now. You can bring your stuff in. We did that the other day when we came in to visit you. We dropped off our, all our recycling. Uh, you can do that. Uh, but when you get inside of it, uh, you know, what was your first impression? Uh, yeah, when I first took a look at it, um, 
this this eighth that we have here, uh, the best part was there's four big buds in a in a 3.5 gram package. So uh, that was really nice to see. Uh, really dense and tight nugs. Um, kind of two two shades of green. We had like a dark forest green and a light green mm -hmm. in, in with the bud there, and uh, some nice orange pistols too. And uh, I really like the trichome coverage on on the buds as well. The the four big buds. I was like. Dynamite! That is awesome uh, when you can uh, when you can get into that and uh, you're like oh my goodness this is uh, like packed dense perfect yeah amount yeah. of stuff so I, I appreciate that when you can get into that uh, okay uh, terpenes uh, one of uh, the most important factors when it comes to um, cannabis the way it smells looks reacts the entourage effect can you just run through the entourage effect quickly for us. Yeah, absolutely. The entourage effect is uh, kind of what, what will give you the desired effect from cannabis. So uh, it's a combination of your THC content, your CBD content, and your terpenes. And terpenes are the aromatic oils uh, that secrete from the cannabis glands, and they, uh, they add the smell and the flavor to cannabis, but there's also other effects to it too. And I, currently there's a lot of clinical testing going on. They're figuring all this out so that we can, you know, get some real hard... hard uh, hard evidence on uh, what terpenes will help to do what. I agree. Uh, it, it, they're opening up so much more. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, involved with this one. <laughs> uh, run through the uh, uh, the terpene roster. Yeah, so uh, we've got four main terpenes to Blueberry Kush here. Uh, pinene, uh, which is the pine uh, smell and taste. Uh, Karyophyllene, your, your, your fave there. Uh, that's the peppery and spice uh, terpene. That's a really nice one. Uh, Myrcene is in there too, and that's kind of the sedation, the, right? The sedation, the couch lock, uh, also like uh, flavor of cloves, uh, and then we've got some limonene in there too. So uh, hints of uh, citrus and and lemon, and that'll kind of tie in with the fruitiness too. Yeah, I got uh, definitely a uh, uh, fruitiness for sure. So desired effect. What are we looking at when it comes to what it's going to do with us? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, heavy, heavy body sensations. Um, Real nice, uh, uplifted mood too. Um, last time I smoked this stuff, I uh, kind of melted into my couch with a big smile on my face. Uh, it's, it's a really pleasurable indica, very enjoyable. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Pretty yeah. good, man. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. How does it taste? Yeah, like? it's really tasty. Um, I don't want to uh, kind of jump the gun, um, but uh, it got definitely got that sweet berry taste, but. Um, Something else, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get you to explain it, uh, but the one thing people should know is this is a bit of a creeper, right? Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's a potty melt that will uh, creep up on you fast, so uh, just just be aware that it's going to come. Uh, it's also a really good strain for right before bedtime. Yeah. That's, uh, that was the one thing for me um, I, I enjoyed, for sure. Perfect for relaxing, it sounds like. Uh, you know, if you have a stressful day, like... I had earlier today starting a new radio show. It's uh, definitely going to come in handy tonight when I uh, have to uh, say goodnight. So, okay, so the taste test I mentioned, uh, there's definitely a sweet kind of berry taste. What else, what else, what else am I getting in there? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's earthy too. Um, earthy and go. fruity for okay. sure. Um, and, and really smooth too. That was uh, very notable with the, the taste of it. It just it goes down nice. Yeah, it, it was smooth. It was, uh, you know, it, it helps when I'm using uh, the hexagon from Burnt. Uh, throw it in the freezer, pull it out. It makes the hit uh, so much smoother. But uh, they're, they're, you know what? The, you know what I have found about this today? Not skunky. 
Yeah, not at all. Uh, you know, that's, that's rare. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is kind. Of, that's kind of a neat one. I sometimes I get to, at the store. People ask me like, which cannabis doesn't uh, doesn't stink, and you know they, they want cannabis that doesn't smell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, like some, smellless cannabis. Yeah, um, for sure. But um, I think that Haven Street uh, Blueberry Kush is is actually a pretty good option. There's no skunk to it at all. In the smell or the taste. Yeah, like that's something I'm like, okay, well, you don't want the, uh, you know, y- your cannabis is going to smell no matter what. You just want it to smell something different than uh, the skunkiness that comes along with it a lot of the time. So this, I think, would be perfect because it's not skunky. Kind of like a flowery smell to like a floral uh, aroma, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Hints of floral in there, too. All right. Well, this has been really enjoyable. Number 402 Blueberry Kush. It is an indica. Good for uh, stressful days, relaxation, especially before bed. It comes from Haven Street, owned by Terrace Check out the website, havenstreet.ca. Uh, it's delicious. I'm enjoying. I can't wait for it to creep up on me a little bit later. <laughs> Chris, thanks as always for joining me here on What's That Strain. Thanks for having me, Dean. Time now for Tools of the Trade. Is this, Is this a dream? dream? The latest and greatest in cannabis accessories. All right, on uh, Tools of the Trade today, this is where we just look at uh, different devices and, um, you know, things of that nature. And uh, I thought, what better thing to do than check out uh, some of the best dab rigs uh, that are out there. Um, And this is uh, important because... We made some rosin on this show, and you want to know how to use it. So I just found a a website that listed some of the best ones uh, for 2019. Uh, Snoop Dogg Pounds Spaceship Vapor Bubbler. It's uh, about 150 bucks. Uh, Comes with a quartz banger dab tool. It's got a spaceship design uh, that will, uh, it says, uh, is unlikely to tip over. And uh, it's got a five millimeter thick... uh, borosilate glass so uh, that's one option uh, the g-spot dab rig with a titanium domeless nail uh, as a titanium nail which is uh, superior to glass and removable parts makes it easy to clean cheech and chong's maui wowie dab rig uh, that's uh, so cool i never even knew maui wowie was like <laughs> an actual uh, strain when i was a kid i thought it was just uh, from the movie uh, anyway it comes with a quartz banger which people say is said to have a better flavor a shower head percolator adds filtration and it's only 62 bucks uh, online so that's pretty good uh, pretty good deal for that one uh, snoop has uh, another one cheech and chong have one called the uh, big green van uh, obviously from uh, up and smoke uh, you can use flour and dabs it's about 76 bucks has a quartz banger snoop dog pounds sfo beaker base dab rig it's about 97 dollars quartz banger uh, made for both dabbing and smoking herbs so uh, the versatile ones I, I have the burnt uh, hexagon and I just have a uh, a banger that I put in there so uh, you want to make your bur- your uh, bong as versatile as possible grav labs direct inject tree perk vapor bong uh, it's about 132 bucks eight arm tree percolator for great filtration uh, it's made in Texas and it's uh, made from uh, four millimeter thick uh, brosolate glass. So 
Uh, there's some other ones. Uh, there's uh, there's some fairly affordable ones on this one from, you know, this, the low 60s, uh, Cheech and Chong's Anthony Vapor Bubbler, uh, Showerhead Percolator, affordable, only 62 bucks, includes the Vapor Dome uh, with the handle. So uh, let me know what your dab rig is. If you're into dabbing, uh, get me on Twitter at the Cannabis 101 or you can email me, Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you go with when it comes to dabbing. Dabbing. Uh, I'm getting into this. The rosin we made last night was dynamite. It was just that good of uh, of a uh, a product, and uh, yeah, this is exactly what it was. Dynamite. Man, it was uh, so awesome. So I can't wait to uh, to get back to it. So anyway, let me know what kind of uh, dab rig you go with in uh, tools of the trade, and uh, maybe I'll uh, pick up another one at some point bud dope flower ganja mary jane we all have our own language when it comes to cannabis herb john lennon plant tie stick salad so let's explore another weed word of the day samuel ojects the hobbit's leaf lady gaga 420 All right, on Weed Word of the Day, we're doing uh, types of concentrates. Um, You know, maybe you don't know all there is to know about concentrates. I certainly don't, and uh, there's a lot of good information out there. Um, but w- when I look at uh, different kind of concentrates, uh, you know, there's there's things called uh, crumble, which is kind of dried oil with a, uh, almost like a honeycomb, it looks like. Um, uh, butter, B-U-D-D-R. It's uh, whipped under heat to create a cake-like texture. Shatter, uh, which I've had before. It's a translucent, breaks apart easily. Usually it's golden to amber. Um, It is made with solvent. So that's one thing that you have to be uh, aware of. Distillate is a refined cannabinoid oil that is typically free of taste, smell, and flavor. It is the base of most edibles and vape cartridges. Uh, So you're going to see a lot of those. As you go, a bubble hash uses water, ice, and mesh screens to pull out whole trichromes into a paste-like consistency. Uh, From people I've talked to, it's really difficult and uh, labor-intensive, just from what I've heard. Rosin, that's what we did last night. You can check out the videos at The Cannabis 101 on Twitter and also on our uh, Instagram account at the, cannab- at, uh, the, at the Cannabis 101 podcast, rather. Uh, and uh, the end product of uh, the cannabis flower being squeezed under heat and pressure. That's all it is. No solvents, as you heard from the brothers. Dry sifting, uh, it's just a... Uh, Ground cannabis filtered through screens and it leaves behind complete trichome glands. Uh, so it's kind of like keef. Uh, that's what you get at the end of uh, the bottom of your grinder. If you have a, a four-piece grinder, it catches it. And it's great to, to put that in your bowls or your joints every once in a while and gives you an extra boost. And uh, crystalline, which is isolated cannabinoids in their pure crystal structure. So gives you a kind of an idea of uh, you know what you're looking at if you uh, are looking at getting into uh, concentrates and uh, different things like that and um, you know exploring the wonderful world uh, that is the cannabis plant and that's going to wrap things up for us on uh, another great program of course thank you so much to chevy and justin of the rosin bros check them out on instagram at rosin.bros 
They do a wonderful job. Mobile Press, they come to you. Uh, their prices are ridiculously cheap, man. Like I'm talking about, like uh, it, it almost feels like you're uh, robbing them. Uh, they're, they're charging you so low for the great product with no solvent. It's healthy. They come to you uh, and, and check out at uh, uh, the uh, event they have on Monday night at the Orange Hall. Uh, so I think that will be very cool. I'm going to try and check that out. So thanks to the Rosin Bros. Thanks to Chris Ionson, of course, in What's That Strain, our educator. And we had a, a, a lot of fun uh, this week with uh, Haven Street, number 402 Blueberry Kush from Haven Street. As mentioned, great sleep I had last night after that. And David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ, who joins us every week for this week in cannabis news again that'll wrap things up for me on the cannabis 101 podcast check us out on twitter at the cannabis 101 on instagram at the cannabis 101 podcast on facebook at cannabis 101 podcast you can email us cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com and our website is www.cannabis101podcast.ca remember it's not just about getting high it's about getting healthy this is the cannabis 101 podcast your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in canada and beyond 